Yo and hello. Welcome back to Podcast for Your Roscoe. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jody. And we're wondering, do you remember Radio Free Roscoe? We do. He made a podcast. And this is it. <laughs> but this is not just any episode of Podcast Free Roscoe. This no. is a very special episode. We've got the first ever guest to the podcast. She's one of our favorite Toronto-based comedians and also one of our favorite people in general. It's Sam Weiss. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. You guys are also some of my favorite people. Oh, thank you. Two, two of them, in fact. Wow. <laughs> Most people don't get that. We're they just think we're people. the same person. Yeah. You are kind of the same person. Yeah. There's a lot of confused messages that we get that are like, "Why are you talking to yourself for <laughs> a whole hour? <laughs> Why do you How guys do you manage have... to like talk and cackle at the same time? <laughs> How do you throw your voice like that?" <laughs> You guys, I feel like you guys have this secret language. I feel like actually Sam is one of the one of the top people who has said, you guys have to stop. Yes. Yeah. I think Sam's the one who started that. Yeah. I think the majority of the guests that we will have on this podcast are going to be people who've put up with us being unbearable for a long time. They'll just be dunking on us the whole time. <laughs> and I'm ready to play basketball, baby. Ready to dunk. I mean, that actually makes sense because there's so much B-roll when they're going between the scenes. That's just a dude dribbling a basketball outside right. of exactly it's all about the dunks yep love it we boiled it down podcast over (laughs) (laughs) today we're looking at my pal pronto so my pal pronto first aired october 3rd 2003 uh it was directed by graham lynch and written by will mcrobb features some guest appearances first guest appearance is nigel hamer as mr brennan he has uh, quite a few credits under his belt um one of the major ones was jeff isaacs in degrassi the next generation um i recognize him from adam in cadet kelly yes who's hillary duff's dad who like fell down the mountain who she had to save oh my gosh Yeah, yeah yeah i loved that movie yeah but more recently he's had bit parts in suits and rain um, also oh. featured is Layla Moose as Mrs. Brennan. Uh, this is the only credit of hers that I could find. Yeah. But I think I may have found her on the Calgary school board. Yeah, page. I think she teaches now. What? Yes. <laughs> I think she's a teacher in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very wild. cool. She acted in this one thing and then taught kids. Yeah, she was like, I, f- I fulfilled my dream of being an actor on a hit TV show. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to retire and teach some kids. I've said my two lines. Yeah, she really has two lines. <laughs> I played a stock character. And then finally, we've got Ray McAdam as Tim Brennan, presumably yeah. Al McAdam's brother. He is Al McAdam's brother. And ironically enough, he would be named Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. I couldn't find a lot about him because if you look up Ray McAdam, you find Al McAdam as Ray. He played Tim Brennan and he, I think he was in like one other thing, but I think he's left the acting to Al pretty much. Yeah. That's nice of him. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the <laughs> Brennan family that we get to see for the first time in this episode. Yeah. What a treat. The only family we ever actually get to meet. <laughs> It's, it's true. This is the only like background that we get for any of the characters. <laughs> we all go so we open right in RFR and we get a title that says Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So it's aggressively Tuesday. <laughs> it's aggressively Tuesday. Incredibly aggressive. I mean, like we saw titles, I want to say in about a girl that were like day one and everything. These are so much more aggressive, completely different stylization. Aggressively Tuesday sounds like an indie band. I like it. Yeah, like a Zoe Deschanel style kind of like punk ukulele. I don't think you could put aggressive and Zoe Deschanel in the same place. 
No, no, that's true. It'd be like punk Zoe Deschanel, but still with the ukulele. You could do it with her early stuff. Okay. She used to be more of like an indie, like, I'm in a funk band. We have a resident Zoe Deschanel historian. Too. Oh, I know everything about her. <laughs> that's, that's why cute. I'm here. <laughs> um, we knew but- it would come up. <laughs> yes. So we're in the radio station. Lily asks Travis to dial her family phone number because she's working on a new answering machine song. Which is very extra, but very cute. Yeah. It was so cute. I feel like that's totally the, the type of thing that I would like pour all my life into instead of like doing my homework or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, We learned that her parents are named Philip and Simone. So we do get a tiny bit of Lily backstory. In yeah. This. Although, I feel like- you know, how much you want to bet that her name's Simone so- because it rhymes with Tone? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Like, shit, we need to make a rhyme. Don't, Simone. There we go. Now her name's Simone forever. Yeah. <laughs> no take backs. Yes. <laughs> when the character was born, her parents looked at her and said, one day, <laughs> we're going to need a rhyme for you. we got to make this easy. <laughs> yes. So Ray kind of dugs on Lily a bit because the, the first attempt is a little bit cheesy. It's very cute. It's kind cute, of though. Elevator mm-hmm. music. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I don't think she needs to change it. I don't know why we're dunking on her. <laughs> She worked hard on that. She really did. She did. Yeah, she worked hard. Instrumental backing. She worked hard. Yeah, yeah, she did work hard. Good job, Lily. But so they end up talking about like phones and stuff, and you know, Lily points out that calling Ray's residence is like talking to a butler because Ray is very formal when he answers the phone, and we kind of get set up that Ray's dad is very like by the books strict, as they mention the fact that you know. If uh, his dad would flip out if he if he answered the phone any other way, then we get introduced to the family drama that centers the episode. Yeah, Ray's got to shave his sideburns for the annual family portrait. Yeah, and uh, I love that we get you know return of Travis's little cell phone camera. Yeah, I want to like <laughs> document exactly what photos Travis has taken at this point. Yeah, his phone's got to have like. Kim spray painting and then Lily with pink hair and then Ray sideburns. <laughs> what it's a very photo sweet. album. Yeah. What's he going to do with those? There's no Instagram. It's all Intel. Yeah. He just he just looks at them. <laughs> <laughs> just gently. Through. I have friends. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Travis takes a picture of Ray's sideburns and Ray's adamant that his sideburns aren't going anywhere, no matter what his dad says. So that's our main conflict of the episode. Let me take you back to last night. My good buddy, question mark, was over for dinner, which usually means that for one night, my dad has another target. So, Mr. Flop, you got a girlfriend? So we get, like, the backstory of the night before. My issue with it is that they have, like, no structure with how they go to air. Robbie's just like, oh, this is good, and then puts on his headphones and everybody's ready. Mm-hmm. Like, RFR just picks up at any point. <laughs> the listeners must be so pissed. They're like, I just want to hear the end of a song. Let me finish this song. Uh, like, on the same hand, was there music playing? Or was it just, like, a random point in the day? Like, it's, like, I don't know, 3.53. And they're yeah. just like, okay, yeah, let's let's tell this story. Dead silence. And they're like, hey, parents, am I right? Robbie has been, like, so rigid on the structure of everything. And now he's like, oh, it's a good bit. Yeah. So let's go. Bit. Let's toss out the notes or whatever we had planned for today. You just have to have your radio on all the time. Yes. Just Basically. watching and waiting. I mean, we we never really know when RFR airs. It ostensibly airs at four, but sometimes, like, if, if you full. leave at 530, you're going to miss the broadcast. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
we we don't quite know how time works in Roscoe. Yeah, we've been trying to figure out, Sam, like any sense of time consistency with when the show airs or how the school runs and we can't we can't find it <laughs> i also uh, picked up another problem that we, i i never um noticed when we were watching detention redemption so political and pink we see lily <laughs> I, i've got specific points political and pink we see lily leave the school and get to the radio station while on the phone with ray she's there within like a minute yeah Conversely, <gasps> detention redemption, Robbie and Travis both yeah. have to leave. Robbie runs all the way there and is completely out of breath. Yeah. What? <laughs> and Rob- mm. Robbie's a torpedo athlete, so he has to be in shape. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. <laughs> Lily must be in more shape. Don't underestimate I- her. Lily, Lily can teleport. I think yeah, yeah, I think Lily has powers. Yeah, Lily has powers, definitely. But it's not important to the narrative, so they don't include that in the <laughs> no in the main stories. Kind of- I, I, I really like the idea that the writers were like, oh, no, she fully has superpowers, but, like, nobody wants to hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> you're only cool if you're on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Travis is a spy, but, like, that's boring for yeah. kids. Nah. We get another title for Last Night. It's not in caps. Oh. I hadn't, what? I hadn't clocked that. No. This it's is less not important. A, not an aggressive night. No. Gentle little flashback. Silent to the- night. <laughs> we get go back to the birth of Jesus. And- <laughs> <laughs> yes, they go back to the birth of Jesus, and Jesus tells Ray to shave his sideburns. Meanwhile, baby Jesus has sideburns, so he's a bit of a hypocrite. Dad, um, isn't this portrait supposed to show how we're growing up? And isn't getting hairier part of that beautiful process? Get them cut tomorrow. The hair oh, is boy, just as hair. much part of the family <laughs> as I am, guys. Right by your ear, Ooh. prime spot. Yeah. It's so bristly. <laughs> ah, the texture. <laughs> Perfect. Cyber lovers call in. <laughs> oh, but no. uh, but we get the flashback to the night before of Robbie having dinner with um, Ray and his family. Mr. Brendan calls Robbie Mr. Flippity Flop. Mr. Flippity Flop. <laughs> Tells Robbie as well to get a haircut. But then we get the whole dramatic altercation of Ray not wanting to shave his sideburns i almost said eyebrows <laughs> we are an eyebrow shaving family pencil them on after to shave eyebrows for the family portrait usually i just glue them down and put foundation over top in series. they're a little cakey but we all get by <laughs> But we get Robbie kind of encouraging Ray to step up to his dad. And kind of throughout the whole conversation, we've got that classic um, camera as if it's in the center of the dinner table, yeah. like rotating around the family. So another cool, like, mm-hmm. little... Meatloaf cam. Meatloaf cam. <laughs> Fine by me. You want your sideburns? Keep them. Of course, you can't be in the family portrait, but if that's what you want... That's a very white dad. He is like the very, very kind of like clean cut white dad for sure. I honestly thought it was kind of neat because I think it's pretty clear like that it's some sort of blended family and it's just kind of a thing. It's just kind of like, you're my dad. Boogie woogie woogie. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely clean cut dad tells Robbie to get a haircut, tells Ray to shave his sideburns. But, you know, Ray's trying to make a point. It's like, well, the family portrait's about family getting older and I have hair now. So it's part of the family. It's not exactly what he says. But. Like, I think he says, isn't getting hairier part of growing up? 
what kind of marketing tactic is that? That's a, it's a new coming of age film. That's like, like call me by your binge. Call me by your binge. <laughs> but yes, so Ray's dad is like, all right, fine, don't shave your sideburns. Wow, but you can't be part of the photo. Ooh, family drama. So we get back from the flashback and. Uh, the gang kind of wonders, you know, what's what's Ray in for now that Robbie's not there to be kind of like the buffer at family dinner? What's going to happen? Robbie wants to pick up the story the next day and run it as a radio thing. Ray's not too sure. And Robbie's like, isn't this what we started the station for? <laughs> to talk about your dad. <laughs> Stick it to the man. He says to stand naked before the world. I mean, it is largely about their disdain of male authority figures. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Waller, dads. The two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Waller and Dad. I also really like how um, ever since the imposter episode where kind of Smog finally sort of revealed himself, he's talking more now. Like yeah. he's engaging with the group. It's really nice. Yeah, he's part of it. Also, I mean, we got a glimpse of his keyboard in the last episode. Yeah. So we kind of have an idea of what he has at the ready, but he was ready with that music. Yeah, he had like, he must have had like dramatic music cue next to like a button or something like that. And he's just like, He was right. just waiting to use it. <laughs> yeah. He knew someone would have a soap opera someday. Yes. Yeah. And that's essentially what this has uh, become. Like it's a serial family soap opera. And so that's how we close out Tuesday. Aggressively. Yeah, we get into Wednesday. Lily and Travis now have a theme song that they're like harmonizing together on, which is like the first time we've, we've ever seen Travis yeah, in a musical. Like, after Travis DJing. joins in and sings. Yeah, it's just great. like whatever. It's great. So now the name of the soap opera is My Pal Pronto. We have an episode title. Hey, that's the name of the show. I know. That's this one. Ah! And then they, um, did it. they did it. How did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> how do they know they guessed it right <laughs> and so we get caught up on the previous evening where without a friend to back him up ray has to face his dad alone with his sideburns mother this meatloaf is crucy that's crunchy and juicy best of both worlds i must point out that Ray's dad called his own wife mother. <laughs> like that. he was no, Mike it. Pence. I hate it. <laughs> oh, mother. My God. It was just no. Don't enjoy. I don't mother. I don't like mother. it. He said, Have you guys watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes. You know how the one robot villain of season four yeah. calls his creator um mommy. Oh. That's exactly <laughs> what it reminded me. Of. It's Adam Vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Mommy. <laughs> oh, Ray's yeah. dad is exactly the same as the villain from Buffy season that's, four. Did that villain also take people's meatloaf? <laughs> that, that's what made him a villain. Okay. Yeah. Oh. It was a very meatloaf-centric season of Buffy. They kind of went off the rails. They forgot that vampires were a thing for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because like what what ends up happening is they're at dinner and like their dinner served up family style. So Ray's going to go for the last slice of meatloaf and his dad beats him to it. And then he says, mother, (laughs) (laughs) this meatloaf is crunchy and juicy. Weird texture for a meatloaf. (laughs) That's a weird texture for a meatloaf. What is crunchy? Yeah. Like Did she not cook it right? Yeah. Did you not cook the onions? What are you doing? What are you doing, Ray's mom? Stuck in some pop rocks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
but it's kind of cute. We get a set, like, you know, best of both worlds originated with Ray's dad. So yeah. that's kind of nice. But it's it's weird. Like, then he steals the last tater tot and he says, you see what I'm going with, where I'm going with this son? I don't, do you? Like, yeah. <laughs> What's the connection here? Well, yeah. And he says, like, right before, and he's like, you ever notice how the last tot always tastes the best? Like, what is what does that mean? Yeah, what's what's the walk we're taking like, here to get to the, the sideburns? What is the last tot in this situation? You know, no I'm wonder like... Ray's so dumb. Sorry. The last hair you shave always tastes the best. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know how good your sideburns will taste when you shave them? And I ate them with mother. <laughs> <laughs> mother, these sideburns are crucial. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um, that's that's what's crunching the meat lump. It's, it's, it's his it's, brother's sideburns. Yeah. Your it. brother was it's a good like... boy and he shaved his sideburns and put them in the meat lump? <laughs> they do it like Game of Thrones style where instead of like baking the dude's like sons into pies, they just like shave off his sideburns <laughs> and trick him. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. This is so yeah. Shakespearean. I remember as a kid watching this and thinking that meatloaf looked disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was Just... curried meatloaf. I meatloaf in itself is gross. I'm so sorry. I I just dunked on celery and meatloaf. Con- controversial I'm meatloaf sorry, opinion here. I'm sorry, mother. Your meatloaf <laughs> looks disgusting. <laughs> I I feel like if you didn't know that it was curried meatloaf, you would be very confused right. looking yeah. at it. And tater tots. Yeah, that's a lot of heavy food. <laughs> Their bowels um. must suck. <laughs> <laughs> Worry less about my sideburns and more about your bowels. <laughs> so yeah, so Ray's dad says, you see where I'm going with this? And Ray kind of panics and says, yeah, and if you're going to take my dessert, you're going to your room. And like Ray's, dad, like Ray's dad's face goes through this transformation of just, what did you say? <laughs> it's, it's a very good moment. Back in the radio station, the gang's in disbelief that he would even say that to his super strict dad. And sure enough, his dad sends him to his room. And like, you were pointing out the angle when we were watching it. Oh, like this, that and this upcoming scene, the canted angles in this are absolutely wild. Like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Because it's supposed to be like that, like very like sci-fi horror, like tension building trope. But like... To put them in this context just like amps everything up because yeah. it makes the dad look so scary. Yeah. And I guess that's the point of it. I but guess. the lesson here is be scared of your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get another con- confrontation between the two, we've got this great bit of Ray playing with like two plastic dinosaur heads yeah. and making them like fight each other, just hanging out in his room, which is like such like a, a cute kid thing. Yeah. I, I love those. Yeah, they're like those ones where you like squeeze the handle or whatever and the little dinosaur heads. You find them like, at like museums and stuff. Yeah, whenever I've seen those, I always think of that scene in RFR. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have your pudding for it. What's wrong with it? Oh, I uh, coated the skin with deadly toxins. I love deadly toxins. Got a new home run call for you. Cooked it up while I was in the can. Grab the rye bread and the mustard, Grandma, because it's grand salami time. So we've got, like, this kind of nice recurring bit. Um, Ray's dad comes in to bring him his pudding and I guess try, like, a little bit of a different approach. Yeah. And we get the second time in this episode them doing this bit between the two of them with these grand slam calls. Yeah. Because I guess they, like, watch baseball together. Yeah, it's, it's so sweet. It's very cute. But we also get a look into Ray's room. 
And like, it's, it's hard to tell because as we've seen before in previous episodes just trying to read some posters i'm so excited for this all i saw was the thing pig poster but jody's really good at spotting like <laughs> posters <laughs> it's it's tricky to tell i couldn't like make out a lot of them but there is a think pink poster in his room oh my yes. god this is like a very nice callback good good set deck um i think you can also see a photo of lily with her pink hair on his wall Aww. Another poster that's just a field with text that says baseball. Yeah. <laughs> sports. Go baseball. baseball. It's like that sports poster from a couple episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, it just said sports. Um, there's a Blur poster, the oh. band Blur. And then uh, there's another one for Paul Van Dyke, who is a, a oh, German yeah. DJ. Mm-hmm. It looks like he has two desks in his room. It looks like, because if you look at the shot of Ray and then you look at the reverse shot, it looks like there's a desk oh, yeah, behind he's got a Ray desk here. here. Oh, and yeah. then it looks like there's another one behind the dad. His oh my dad God. got him too because he really wanted him to study and be smart. Maybe he'll study more if you have two desks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two desks make smart. <laughs> Maybe being selfish is expecting everyone to always look how you want them to look. Okay. If you are so unhappy abiding by the family rules... Maybe you would prefer to be not a member of this family. Maybe you would prefer to be a boarder in this house. Ray's dad tries again to convince Ray to shave his sideburns, and it ends up being this argument where, you know, he wants Ray to look his best, and Ray's saying, well, what if the sideburns are him at his best? Basically, Ray's dad says, well, maybe you'd rather not be a member of this family, working out the situation where Ray's kind of a boarder in his own house. So he goes over the rules, and then we get the revelation of this amazing cake. For those of you following along at home, Pronto has just unveiled a very green cake inscribed in very yellow icing with the words, try me. I think, Sam, when you talked to us about guesting on this podcast, that's how you described like the episode where Ray has the cake. <laughs> I That's just like, this is the episode I remember the most for some reason. Because yeah. I think I remember being like, I want to live like that and just have cake <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, who doesn't? That is the dream life. And watching yeah. this bat, like I remember once where like I was low on food and all I had was birthday cake. So I almost basically did this and i felt so sick after like two days (laughs) (laughs) so guys it's not worth it no No. psa don't be like pronto now the radio soap opera has taken another turn and ray's calling it the quest for yo a reference to earlier he was talking about answering the phone by saying yo or whatever yeah so we're gonna see what uh what ray gets up to with uh this this newfound freedom he's my pal pronto this week for our CanCon commercial break we're gonna be talking about uh a favorite of many <laughs> we'll be talking about 16 yeah life begins after school that's when we bend all the rules. Now, Sam, oh. uh, <laughs> Sam, you specifically wanted to talk about 16. Uh, what's what's your, your take on it? 16 was at one time in my life my favorite TV show of all time. I don't know why. It was. I feel like it's like Friends for tweens in mm. a cartoon version. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. You know, like there's not really too much of a plot or a hook, I guess. It's just teens at the mall. And I guess like as a 12 year old, you're like, I want to be that. That's going to be me when I'm 16. Definitely. Yeah. But it wasn't. It fully wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) All my friends are going to work in the same mall and we'll be so happy and hang out all the time. In the giant lemon. Yes. Yes. 
If that show was, if I may, if I may speak so brashly, that show was <laughs> iconic. So brash. That was pretty brash of me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely one of those ones that makes like a very lasting impression, largely because the theme song is so good. Oh my God, yeah. it's a banger. I'm 16, starting to find my way, got a new job, gonna start at the mall today. 16 aired from 2004 to 2010 on Teletoon here in Canada. It ran for six years. Mm-hmm. Good for wow. it. It was produced by Nelvana, our fave. Um, and then later Fresh TV, which was founded by the show creators. Uh, so the show was created by Jennifer Perched and Tom McGillis. Um, the two of them would go on to create a number of TV shows together, including Total Drama Island and all of its various spinoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is I, not one that I ever watched. Never got like into a, it either. It's like a big thing for people. Yeah. Yeah, that that has kind of exploded. And I can see the link in the animation styles and yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Fresh TV, which is um their production company, most recently put out the YouTube series Lucas the Spider in 2018, which was like this somehow very cute 3D oh, yeah. animated jumping spider what? that was like all over Facebook for a little while. I remember that because I hate spiders. Yeah, and I'm like, I can stand this guy. He's cute. Yeah, I'll yeah, stand is- Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to hit up Lucas. Sammy's not a spider. Yeah, hit up Lucas. No. Let's, let's Lucas, hang out. if you're listening. <laughs> so Jennifer Perch, um, one of the creators, has a lot of writing credits under her belt, including classics like George Shrinks, George oh. and Martha, Jacob Tutu, and Roly Poly Oli. Wow. She likes so men, like, huh? That was just all men. Two of them named George. <laughs> don't don't leave out Martha like that. Sorry, Martha. Martha. <laughs> but she's also a Western graduate. Oh, yeah, go uh, Mustangs, go baby. Us. Baby, <laughs> she studied English language and literature. Same. There. Oh my God. Maybe we're in the same You're class. The same person. Just kidding. <laughs> Prominent writers on the show include Sean Cullen of the <gasps> Sean. Cullen oh my God, show. you guys. Wait. I've worked with him. What? Really? Yes. That's awesome. I I wrote with him when he hosted the Canadian Screen Awards. Oh my god. <laughs> that is so cool. Wild. What what a connection. Wow. Who knew? Um <laughs> Sam, Sam does things. She's very cool. <laughs> I've done one thing. <laughs> but it was a good one. Yeah. And you're that much closer to, to 16. 16. Oh my god. I if I knew, I would have like only <laughs> talked to him about that. Another prominent writer is George Westerholm of This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Ah. Mm. Um, Karen Lesman has 36 directing credits on IMDb, so she was prominently involved. She was also a key animator on Sticking Around. Oh, <gasps> so good. Yes. And was a storyboard supervisor and assistant director on Redwall. So Redwall. <laughs> a lot of connections yeah. between shows that we've already talked about. That's great. Uh-huh. She was also a key animator on Toonstruck. The DOS game from the 90s? What? Featuring Christopher Lloyd and Tim Curry? (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, well, that's something we have to play now. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, principal character design for the show was done by Peter Abenzino, who directed episodes of Drawn Together and Futurama. That's Ah. cool. Yeah, so that's a little look into the crew. You know, you've got six main characters, so I won't dive like too crazy into the cast because we could just talk for a long time. Mm But we've got Terry McGurin as Jonesy, Megan Fallenblock as Jen, Stacey DePass as Nikki, Brooke Dorsey as Caitlin, 
Jess Mel Gibbons as Wyatt and Christian Potenza as Jude. So Terry McGurn, who played Jonesy, is actually listed as having the second most writing credits for the show oh, after wow. Jennifer Perch, the Wild. creator. So yeah, he was also a writer on the show and has writing credits on the Total Drama series and the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs TV series. Oh, okay. Interesting. You go, girl. And uh, he did some some voice work on Sticking Around as well. So oh there's my some gosh. overlap there. That's great. Uh, Megan Fallon Block, who played Jen, was recently in uh, the, the famous Christmas movie Christmas with a prince and Christmas with a prince becoming royal. No way. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Christmas prince. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like a ripoff of the Christmas prince, which is great. Um, she voiced Gwen in Total Drama Island and has a ton of individual acting credits, including two stunt credits. Okay. Did a bit of stunt work too. Hell yeah. Uh, Stacey DePass, who voiced Nikki, has tons of, of voice acting credits to her name, including work on Brace Face, Ruby Gloom, Jacob Dutu, and Delilah and Julius. Oh, Wow. And Brooke Dorsey has some acting, like live action acting credits from Two and a Half Men and Dropped a Diva, and most recently was in a guest spot in Grace and Frankie. So she's, she's still Wow, cool. she's killing it. Yeah. I remember hearing like Jude's voice a lot in like comer- like radio commercials. Oh. I feel like he did Fido commercials for a while. Oh, oh that's cool. He did Wendy's for a bit. So some notes on the show itself. Um, Tom McGillis, one of the creators, said, Our biggest goal was to connect with our audience. What surprised us was not the fact that teenagers were watching adult sitcoms, but why they were watching them. They recognize and appreciate smart writing. So although 16's subject material is directed towards teens, the writing style is classic sitcom with fast-paced dialogue and multiple plot lines. So it's exactly what you were saying, Sam. Like, this kind of felt like friends for tweens for you. And that was, like, the goal for them was that they wanted to make a sitcom that would appeal to a younger audience while keeping that kind of format and writing scheme. It was a good, like, stepping stone to adult TV shows. It's <laughs> like, before this, it was, like, SpongeBob was my favorite show. And then after this, it was, like, 30 Rock. Mm. It was, like, the, my, it was the full spectrum. It's the yeah. training bra of TV shows. <laughs> That's very good. Um, you go from the giant lemon to Liz Lemon. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo, River. <laughs> but you get just like a lot of fun locations within the mall. Obviously, like the lemon is the most iconic one. Iconic. The khaki bar. The khaki bar just as a concept is is so good. Mm-hmm. So like, so Kate, Caitlin worked at the lemon, right? Yes. Who worked at the khaki barn? Was it Nikki? It was Nikki and she hated it. And they always had to be like, welcome to the khaki barn. Have a khaki day. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, wasn't it like a bunch of identical people who worked yeah, there? Yeah, it Chris, was Nikki and the clones. It was like Christy, yeah. Kristen, and Kirsten, I think. Yeah, it was, it was something <laughs> like that. And they were like these three, not sisters, but people who all looked the same and oh hated Nikki and Nikki hated them. And it was just a great <laughs> the time. The show's amazing. Oh, I, I think of... Uh, like 16 anytime that I'm at like a, a carnival or if there's like a food festival and they've got one of the lemonades. <gasps> yes. Oh, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The giant lemons. Um, Jen worked at a, a sports equipment store called, called the, the penalty, penalty box. box. And whenever like she fucked up on the job, she would have to sit in a penalty box. <laughs> which is like, it's such a wild thing to so include in like your business model. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm going to publicly shame my employees and also yeah take them off of doing actual work yeah <laughs> and then jonesy had a different job every episode oh yeah, yeah. what a fun yeah. little quirk did jude work at a video store oh yeah a rental video store yeah there was one point where he worked at stick it which was like a kebab place right okay, in the yeah, food yeah, yeah. court and then i feel like one of the reasons i feel 16 is so iconic 
too <laughs> is because do you guys remember they had like this special it was like a like i was gonna say one hour but it was really like 40 minute long special about like a zombie invasion yes. oh, yes. and that, i feel like that was before zombies were like back in style yeah, they it started like it. This was pre-Walking yeah. Dead, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I think it was called like Dude of the Living Dead or oh something Oh my god, like amazing. That. 16 could walk so Walking Dead could walk more. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> oh my god. I, I can't remember where why it worked. I, it, was it at a music store? Yeah, it was oh. like spin this or spin oh, yeah, 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 something. Yeah, yeah. And he had a coffee addiction. But yeah, there was a bunch of fun recurring characters in the show. Um, you got Ron the Rent-A-Cop, oh, who yeah. was like voiced and styled after Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he was drawn to look just like him. I didn't realize until just now. <laughs> um, there's Darth, who is just always wearing a, a cape and, and sometimes a, a Darth Vader mask. Oh yeah. I don't know how they got away with the IP on that one. Oh, my God. So Jude's girlfriend, Star, who was yes. in the zombie episode, was yes. voiced by Emily Ham- Hampshire, who is on uh-huh. Schitt's Creek. <gasps> yeah, Stevie. Oh, oh it's Stevie. 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 I love Stevie. Stevie. That's great. Yeah. You got Yummy Mummy, who was oh, the, yeah. the cougar what? in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you don't remember don't the remember cougar? That. I remember Yummy Mummy? Come on. God, only real 16 fans. Yeah, I had a poster of her on my wall. <laughs> That's who Justin Bieber's new song Yummy is about. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he is a Canadian kid, so. Yeah. 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 He's just reflecting his uh, his heritage. It's great. <laughs> a part of her heritage. <laughs> heritage minute for Yummy Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> But lots of lots of good bit characters and and recurring mm-hmm. jokes. The show itself ended with um, a two part special with Nikki moving to a Caluit. Oh, what? I forgot it was like all the way to Caluit. Yeah. Why did she move there? Was it like her parents? Yeah, her dad gets his dream job. Oh, in a Caluit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I I don't know. And and like they they staged this whole thing to like convince them to not move. They have like this going away party, and her parents come to it. And they see how, like, sad she is and how much her friends will miss her. And they're like, it's okay. We don't have to go. But then she looks at her dad and she sees how sad her dad is. And she was like, no, I'll do this for my dad because you've given up so much for me. Aww. That's actually very nice. Um, but, like, right before the final scene of the episode, there's this montage with this slow extended version of the theme. And it's so long. <laughs> it's 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 like a full like three, four minute version oh of the theme. God. That's just a montage of clips of the show. And it's sang by Brian Mello, who is the winner of Canadian Idol <gasps> season five. That's right. Wow. And a, yeah, a fun little Brian Mello fact, the city of Hamilton declares October 12th, Brian Mello. Day. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They shouldn't. I really, I really want to uh, want to set a reminder on October twelfth that the city in Hamilton doesn't post anything about Brian Mello Day. We'll have to be on there. About that. It's a bank holiday of that time he made bank. <laughs> Canadian Idol. I was, I was trying to see if there was any like merchandise out, and there wasn't any like at the time that the show was running. But there's currently a Teespring via retro rerun, which has like character shirts from the show because yeah. they all had like. You know the same outfit every episode, right. so you can get like Jonesy's T-shirt. Wait, what? You can That's get like Nikki's um, tank top with the yellow circle. Wow. That's- yeah, yeah. There's like legit sixteen merch. That's put out by Retro Rerun. And Retro Rerun actually has all of the episodes up on their YouTube channel. Retro oh Rerun. my god! I have That's to go cool. buy these shirts. I'm so excited that you told me about this. <laughs> 
I, I really like when merch is like a specific item from a show. Yeah, that's great. So now for our favorite segment within a segment. Oh does boy. it have a change.org petition? <gasps> of course it does. Yes. Uh, this one is called Please Make More 16 Episodes. It has 41 signatures. Same as, uh, oh, what's it? Same as sticking around. Same as it it's ever just, was. It's just the same, like, collective of people. Uh-huh. Uh, the description of this petition says, don't you just miss the good old days? <laughs> 2004 to 2010. <laughs> Remember those good shows? Remember 16? <laughs> we need more episodes. If you sign my petition, it will be sent to Fresh TV, Nelvana, and Teletoon. Do you remember how sad the last episode was? We really need to find out what happens, right? I would totally wait for how long it would take to make a reunion episode. Just one. This show has won an Emmy Award. It's just that amazing. I have one more thing for you all. And then they wrote out all of the lyrics for the theme song. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they said 16 will always have a place in my heart. Aw, me too. But I'm not oh, going to wow. sign a petition. <laughs> <laughs> there is a second petition that says, bring Jude and the gang from 16 onto total drama. What, why is Within- it Jude and the gang? <laughs> <laughs> they were all equals. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the new season approaching, we feel it's time for a shakeup and introducing Jude from 16 and the gang to the island. So this, this reached 457 signatures before Whoa. closing. One person also commented just the full lyrics of the 16 theme song, <laughs> but also commenting Christian Potenza, the voice of Jude, or at least somebody pretending to be him. And the comment said, I'm signing because I think this is the best idea ever. I'm not just saying that because I voiced Jude from 16 oh my God. and Chris McLean from Total Drama. I'm signing this because seeing Jude on a completely different show would give the character a new life and reality. I'm so grateful to the voice of that character and would love to do it again. So if that is Christian Potenza, that's wild. Yeah. That's what wow. he's up to. I guess the Total Drama series has had like a ton of spinoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's since. a whole franchise. So Jude it? did actually end up as a character in Total Drama Rama, which what? was like a a prequel, I guess. So he was like an aged down version of himself. So oh, I don't know wild. if when that lines up with this petition, but it, you kind of got Jude. <laughs> you didn't get the gang, but. Yeah, they left out the and the gang. Part. Well, clearly they only wanted Jude. The gang was an afterthought. It turns out Christian Potenza is the one who made the petition. So in 2009, the show won the Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Original Song Woo! for the main title, um, wow. the theme song, which was performed by Phil Naro. Um, there's a, a 2008 chorus press release that says, uh, Canadian production house Fresh TV Inc. is in development with Teletoon Canada and Elvana to develop a 16 live action TV movie. Whoa. Nothing ever came of that. Oh. <laughs> but there is a press release for it. But there is an entry for a live action movie in the 16 fandom wiki. (laughs) So somebody's dreamed up live action 16 movie directed by Stephen Quayle. Wait. Of Final Destination 5 fame. Oh my god. Why? (laughs) Why is your dream director? Uh, Perfect fit. What? (laughs) Any director. Yeah. Anyone who's ever done a teen movie it's could fit be into Stephen that. Quayle. It's got to be Stephen Quayle. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see everybody get beheaded. Yes. So 16 ended uh, 2010. And then, you know, it, it stayed in our hearts. But, you know, we didn't think about it too much. And then 2018 rolls around and Vote Dude comes out. We're 18 now. We can finally vote. Um, Wasn't there an election two years ago? Oh, yeah. 
that's the one that made White cry. So the world is kind of shocked. In 2018, 16 Short just randomly appears with the teens, now 18, hanging out at the mall discussing the importance of voting in the election. Oh, yeah. I, I remember just, I was scrolling through Facebook. I think yeah. I was on the bus. And I was just like, it just popped on my feed. And I was like, oh, there's like an old 16 clip. And I was like, wait a minute. This is a whole new bit. Jonesy's wearing a MAGA hat. Yeah, he's wearing a MAGA hat. Was it 2018 or 2016? 2018. Because the election already would have happened. Yeah, but it was the um, midterms. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just fun little bits, um, I guess, because like the censors, like they didn't have have to get past a lot of things yeah so like jew just hot boxes in the lemon (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's just everybody debating and it's a fun little character study but uh ends with like jude getting up on the lemon and like proclaiming to everybody how important it is to vote and then darth walks by and says like you guys remember we're canadian right you can't do anything and that's it that's great (laughs) classic i i don't i don't know why the short happened. I, yeah, that's... There was a Reddit AMA with um, Tom McGillis kind of post that, which like largely turned into people just being very angry with him over not being able to bring back Total Drama Island in its original format. <laughs> like, just a lot of really angry people being like, I've been a fan for so long, I deserve this. Oh and being goodness. like, I don't know what you want, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. regarding the PSA, um, he said, we don't know if we'll be making more episodes of the show. It would be great to, though. The show wouldn't have politics in it. The reason we focused on politics in the public service announcement was to get people to the polls this midterm election. If we ever go to series, we will stick with what we do best, comedy. So he, they're open to doing more. It's just a matter of a... I guess what it'd be, logistics. 18 now? Yeah, it would be 18. Just yeah. needs more signatures on that petition, baby. <laughs> That's true. That's all it takes. Let's get up to 42 by the end of this episode. (laughs) IMDb reviews are largely positive. There's a good chunk of 10 out of 10 scores in there. But um, if I learned anything from the Life with Derek episode, is that Common Sense Media is the place to go for reviews. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm excited for this. So Common Sense Media largely focuses on how appropriate a show is for kids. Yeah. And 16, like, was on the edge of a lot of things. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of implications in it. Um, I think there's like a couple characters who were like naked throughout the, oh, the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So this this first review had just kind of a list of warnings, I guess, like just things they'd flagged, nothing really opinionated. But they had said um, in terms of language, ass, suck, and oh my God are frequent, <laughs> which is like suck. fair. Like you guys remember how much Jonesy was always saying, suck my ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> That was his catchphrase. That oh was why God, he lost every job. <laughs> like, all he did was say, suck my ass. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got just, like, a whole stack of kid reviews here. Because oh the God. kid reviews are pretty good. Um, this review says, bad, stupid, and dumb. The three wise men. <laughs> <laughs> one day I turn on TV and this comes on my eyes horror after one episode. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's just that my eyes horror after one episode. My eyes horror. What? (laughs) He's gonna blow eyes. He's gonna blow eyes. Um, this one title all caps. Really, actually iffy. Why was this a TVY (laughs) seven? God. (laughs) Spelled G A W D. Oh yes. I was watching this show with my cousin. One of the characters made a weird pot thing that looked like a boob, and they commented about it. And one of the characters almost said "bitch." I'd be wary about this wow. little tune. It's definitely suited to teenagers. 
Um, this one, uh, the title is, huh? The review says, I hate it. <laughs> it's like, dude. Ah, <laughs> oh. I just, ah, oh. I don't know about it because it's just stupid or dumb or maybe even crap. <laughs> we should let children review oh. everything. <laughs> I just, I love them writing out like, ah, oh. I just, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like huh? such, such a fun thing to put into text. Um, this is a long one, but I I really like just the the take of this. This is from a thirteen year old. Uh, it says not nearly as stupid as other animated teen comedies. <laughs> okay, this is obviously not a show for young children. Typically, I'm opposed to those types of shows, Total Drama Island, Stoked, etc., because the content they add that makes it for teens is unnecessary and unfunny. Yet the things that make this show for teenagers is actually not that inappropriate, and it is humorous. I don't make a habit of watching shows like this. Too much of it at one time is mind-numbing, but when it's on, I do get a laugh out of it. Parents, I'm a moral freak, so you can take advice from me. You don't have to worry about your teenagers looking at the show. The only thing that I don't appreciate is the kids in it are always trying to get a boyfriend or girlfriend. If your children are very easily influenced, then maybe it isn't the best thing to show them. But if you taught them well, like I was taught, it shouldn't be that big a deal. I say this only because there are too many heartbroken 12-year-olds thinking they're ready for a boyfriend because they see people on TV doing it. Don't deny it and try to take the blame off of media because I'm a child and I see it every day. Media does affect us. Holy shit, kid. I I do love the oxymoron of I'm a moral freak. I'm a a total moral freak, you guys. Don't get me started. Nuanced take from this kid. Another kid who was like 12 years old called the show out for the levels of consumerism featured in it. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. It's just these long kids, but I'm just going to end on my favorite review. Oh boy, I'm so excited. Sorry, I only wrote one review yesterday. I was busy lifting weights. Oh. (laughs) Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) First off, 16 was just a stupid and lame show. Glad it's gone. It sucked big time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to put that in anything that I write from now on. Glad it's gone. Glad it's gone. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't write more. I was busy lifting weights. Yeah. We were all waiting for your comments, sir. And I'm gonna do that any conversation I start from now on. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sixteen. Do you have any any more anecdotes or bits about sixteen that you would like to talk about? I used to have a friend who would come over every morning, um, before school, and then we go to school together, and we would watch this show together. That's my story. Aww. I had a I had a buddy to watch it with. Maybe that's why I liked sweet. it so much. Aww. Aww. <laughs> It's very sweet. The real 16 was the friend we made when we watched 16. I think my my memory of it was being in the basement of our old house and the episode where I think Jen's trying on a dress and it gets ripped and everybody sees her naked. Yeah. That was on and dad came into the room and he was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh my God. I remember there was an episode where all the girls were on their period at the same time and my mom was like, mm. what kind of kids show are you watching? <laughs> What? I just, I, I like how, like, Canadian it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, the fact Nikki moves to Calumet. Yeah. And they, they make, like, references to to other points of the country. There's one point, even, like, it's, it's just a small detail, but I loved it. I was watching um one of the episodes while I was reviewing. They make a bet 
and one of them has to give the other person five dollars and the bill is blue and i'm like mm-hmm. it's that's Canadian. Great. you know it's just like you such get a close little, little detail laurier like, for a second <laughs> 16 style laurier drama yes. but yeah 16 was good and fun and i ended up rewatching like a few episodes in prep for this and then i just kept playing them while i was like you know doing other stuff around oh, the that's house awesome. it's just it's fun to rewatch um, go to Retro Rerun on YouTube and you can find all of it. That's great. I'm, a, that's I'm great. on it. Um, and just to wrap up, our Six Degrees of RFR for this one is another one that's uh, very close. So the creators of Sixteen also produced and developed the series My Babysitter's a Vampire, <gasps> which no. featured Kate Todd in the role of Erica. Yeah. Hey, freedom has a price. Yeah, but sometimes there's such a thing as too much freedom. What? That's like saying there's too much air. There is too much air. If you're a fish. Oh, it's my favorite line. It's my favorite line in the entire show. I I didn't realize it was this episode. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. And then, like, I saw the setup for this and the way he was sitting. I was like, oh, it's this episode. I think about that line so often. Yeah. I feel like whenever you and I mention, like, the word air, we'll start saying there is too much air. If you're a fish. fish. And we do, because he's got, like, he's leaning on the counter with, like, his fingers on his temple. And anytime that we're doing it, we have to yes. do the gesture of him, like, moving his fingers from his temple. Yeah, Travis is always touching his temples. Like, I wonder... Oh, it's probably some sort of, like, spy implant. Oh, definitely. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, he's, it's probably just because he's thinking so much. <laughs> he's thinking it's real a hard. Gotta massage that big me. old brain. We go to Mickey's where Robbie, Lily, and Travis are hanging out. We are treated to take two of Lily's answering machine song, which is a very, like somber take who knows where leave us a message if you care it very much feels like one of those facebook statuses you would make when you were like in grade seven you'd be like i'm having a really bad day people come and be like what's up and you you come back and be like i don't want to talk about it or if we roll it back a few more years it was like when you would put like a dramatic song lyric as your MSN name. Yes. Mm-hmm. With Wilty Roses. Yes. It is absolutely <laughs> that vibe. The Wilty Roses. I feel like I need to start using Wilted Rose emojis more often. Yeah. yeah. For your emotions. Like a face <laughs> is too simple. Wilted Rose just. Vibe check. <laughs> Wilted Rose. <laughs> I feel bad for Lily. They're like ragging on her again because of this new ringtone, but it was fine in the first place. Yeah. Yes. Although we're seeing that Lily has range. Like, yes. <laughs> Lily has she, she range. She made this adorable jingle. She can really do it all. Like she's She's been able to come up with like a, a ton of little songs across like the 10 episodes that we've seen in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we reach our series finale, we'll have to do like our favorite Lily songs. Oh, yeah. Favorite <laughs> Lily songs. Favorite Travis quotes. Spotify yes. playlist. Yes. <laughs> so as they're chatting, Robbie calls the Brennan household where Ray is eating the cake <laughs> i hate that he doesn't cut a slice of the cake yeah. he's just like funneling cake into his face we've got this great montage yes. of rebel ray being free and the ska is back oh so much ska so yeah he's djing at mickey's he's combing his beloved sideburns he's bouncing a basketball and pissing off his dad downstairs he's got a second cake yeah now. he's at the dinner cake. table with his family he's got a new cake 
I'm surprised you made it to cake too. At one point, he's just playing like Game Boy at Mickey's. Like one of those fun little like <laughs> markers of the time. But he's also got like a crowd of people like watching him and cheering him on. Yeah, how that's not it... really how, that's not really the Game Boy experience. Yeah, how that's interesting can that be yeah. for the others? And he basically hangs out at Mickey's until closing. So we get, yeah, we get a sense that Ray's just living it up, eating horribly. Um, just cakes. Just cakes. Multiple cakes. Multiple cakes. His idea of freedom uh, yeah. is eating cake, um, bouncing a basketball indoors, and combing his sideburns. Yep. Is that what you guys would do with freedom? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and loitering. Freedom's and loitering. all about combing. Yes. <laughs> Comb I do you want to know how late Mickey's is open until, though? Yeah, it looked like it was pretty late out. I mean... Like, I, I get, like, the lesson they're trying to teach, but he's 14. He just yeah. still have a curfew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny how far his dad kind of, like, lets this go. Yeah. Men. But then we get into Friday. I can't believe Mother let it get this far. <laughs> well, what do we have here? It's our pal Pronto on his fourth consecutive day in the same shirt. Ugh, you smell like chicken soup, man. Ray comes into the station, visibly tousled. Apparently, he's very smelly. Robbie mentions that he calls Ray last night, and it turns out that Ray's dad answered the phone and said that uh, the boarder, which is he's now calling Ray, couldn't use the phone until he paid his phone bill. So we're starting to see the effects of too much freedom, as yeah. Travis would say. And they're they're trying to kind of get him to call it off at this point because it's it's not worth it. But my thing about this whole thing is back to their whole we need to keep our identity secret thing. Could people tell that Ray is pronto simply by how nasty he is? <laughs> that's that's like a this good guy point. is suddenly not showering, is eating cake all the time. Yeah, is the stinky loiterer has crazy sideburns. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of 14-year-olds have notable sideburns. True. True. You'd be like bragging rights when you're 14. How Very stupid easy. are these <laughs> students? <laughs> like for, for how focused they are in keeping their identity secret, they're really not doing a lot to cover it. Well, I think Sam makes a good point. Maybe they're all just dumb. They're like, all dumb. Nobody, no, like they're <laughs> Except not great for at Travis and his big brain. Yeah. yeah. If this high school is anything like my high school, they're all idiots and they're never going to succeed in life. <laughs> Sorry. That was a self burn. I went down with the ship. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes so yeah so they're trying to push ray away from it and ray's saying like no this is amazing he says i've never felt so alive i have a line in my notes that just says never felt more alive stinks so much <laughs> <laughs> all i've ever wanted was to stink so much listen uh, i've only got a minute before my dad realizes i've commandeered the phone do you want to hang out tonight i can i'm going to a movie with my mom so Ray's ready to, as he describes it, live large on the party barge for another night. But when he gets home, he smuggled away the phone and he's calling his friends desperate to hang out. He calls Robbie and Robbie says he's going to go see a movie with his mom, which is so cute. <laughs> go see a movie with your mom. You hang out with your mom. What a loser. <laughs> and then uh, he calls Lily and we get treated to answering machine song number three, which is like this little like conga thing with like fine little midi instruments it is the song tequila (laughs) (laughs) the randalls (laughs) i love that yeah it's cute though because it's like her parents are also singing it yeah so it's like they're they're in on it and it makes me happy oh my god it's almost as if all the other characters have good relationships with their parents yeah watch it's kind of sad that ray doesn't call travis (laughs) yeah (laughs) then we cut back to the station why aren't you at home Living large in my own personal party barge. Come on. You don't get in trouble. 
word trouble doesn't really exist in my household. My parents, in their infinite wisdom, let me make up my own rules. So it's, you know, very Euro. Is Travis just Edward Cullen? <laughs> <laughs> he does. Wow. Oh yeah, he does really have that kind of, like, same sort of, like expression that that last line exactly could be in twilight and i i wouldn't question it it's true after ray fails to make plans suddenly we jump from friday to monday and then we go back to essentially a flashback um following ray having not made any plans he goes to hang out at the station he fiddles around with a microphone and ends up waking up travis (laughs) who is sleeping there (laughs) does travis live in the station (laughs) i feel like he he sleeps in the station or at the school travis has no rules i i just want to know more about travis's family i know like they're they're not helping themselves with like debunking our spy theory do we ever find out about travis's family we all we know is that they travel a lot yes they have to relocate frequently sounds like a spy so what do you say i go downstairs get my barber scissors and let Mr. Snippy take care of everything. Capiche? Sure. Great. In fact, after that, you can change my diaper and burp me, Dad. Nice. Congratulations. You wait your whole life to get a chance to pull off a line like that. Oh, Travis is in his head somehow. <laughs> it's the I've chip. I've been waiting my whole life to say, change my diaper and burp me, Dad. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> so go ahead, touch the burn. Come on, come on. Touch it. Okay, look, I'm touching the burn. Feel the burn, Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Oh my God, Bernie Sanders versus Mike Pence. (laughs) Sam's cracked it. What a way to end the episode. (laughs) Amazing. Oh boy. So, So yeah, Ray gets home and his dad's fallen asleep waiting for him to get home. It's very sweet. He's listening to baseball on the radio. On the radio? Like, do these people know that TV exists? (laughs) Ray plops down next to his dad, asks about the score. His dad mentions he's going to have cake, offers some to Ray. Ray says, no, please. And he ends up giving him leftover mac and cheese instead. Like a giant tub. Congealed. so much mac and cheese. Of congealed mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. They're they're a family of four. How, How much... Did mother make? <laughs> I love mother's mac and cheese. <laughs> she always makes it's extra. It's crunchy <laughs> and juicy. <laughs> Two things I want my mac and cheese to be. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, you really mm. want the crunch of the mac. And cheese. Oh, the juice. <laughs> the juice. Mm, I love when it squirts. Yeah. Oh god! Oh, god. <laughs> Sorry, Sammy. We we get another debate between the two of them. Of uh, Ray's dad trying to get Ray to shave his sideburns, and Ray kind of making the point that at some point his dad's got to let him grow up and make his own decisions. And I just really like the dialogue in this whole scene. Yeah. It feels very genuine. Mm-hmm. I feel like the writers consistently write conversations that feel real. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a nice conversation, and it plays out nicely and we also get the fact that we established in this episode that ray gets best of both worlds from his dad but his dad got it from his dad yeah it's like this a lineage yeah really cute brendan family tradition yeah it's really Mm -hmm. sweet it is i I do love (laughs) i get a kick out of the part where because so far in these kind of sort of last night flashback scenes 
when the when the other three get involved we cut back to the studio but this time we just hear like travis's voice and raise head yeah. <laughs> it's because travis planted a chip in ray's head you've got it yeah he's just activating it every time he presses his temple yeah mm-hmm Ray and his dad have this nice moment. His dad ends up saying, keep the sideburns and come be in the family photo. And we cut back to the station and Ray kind of moves his headphones to reveal he ended up trimming the sideburns after all. But they would have twist. They would have known that already. I guess. Yeah. Like, they, how did They he... would have seen him at school that day. Or if not, they would have seen him when he first came into the station. He, he planned like it for that him. reveal. He wore a hat all day. And <laughs> yeah. then he got there super early yeah. at the station Sat and just put those head- headphones on. He made like some prosthetic sideburns and just wore them all day. <laughs> yeah. And then quietly took them off during a song in the broadcast. Either that or for some reason this episode of rfr is playing at like six in the morning (laughs) we don't quite know the the reach like obviously the high school crowd is the demographic but we know that this is being played at mickey's is getting some popularity in this very small town for them to have like a new radio show is probably a big thing Mm -hmm. and we know his dad listens to sports on the radio (gasps) what if his dad tuned in oh my god (gasps) and like heard him talking about him on the radio yeah oh my god you make a good point about the fact that they play it at Mickey's. So yeah, all the Mickey's crowd is like, hey, stinky sideburns guy. Shower <laughs> hey, and how no longer is that, Hey, <laughs> that the you? kid who's playing the Game Boy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that as like a complaint. You go up to Mickey and be like, this kid has just been playing his Game Boy for like five hours and he smells so Smells bad. like chicken soup. So Ray reveals the sideburns are gone and... Everyone kind of just starts teasing him, being like, oh, we miss the sideburns. And Lily mentions that she had a dream about his sideburns. What would a dream about sideburns entail? Definitely a nightmare. Like, is it is it Ray and his sideburns or is it just like... Just the sideburns. Just yeah. the sideburns. Just a patch of hair. <laughs> <laughs> but the episode ends on a great note because Lily mentions the dream and Ray's like, oh, wait, you had a dream about them? Nice. And then it just ends. <laughs> It's it's cute. It's a good episode for, yeah. you know, establishing any family dynamic for any of these characters. Yeah. Like, obviously, Ray's family is the only one that we see, but we, we get little glimpses, yeah. little insights into everybody else's family. Yeah, we so. learned about Simone. Yes. Yeah, Simone. Oh, actually, this is a good point to mention that one of our followers on Twitter made a very interesting observation. Yes, <gasps> this is this is great. Yeah, so this podcast, FreeRoscoe4.Tripod.com, we were running into this thing where, you know, they were calling out songs that definitely weren't in the episode, like stuff by Queens of the Stone Age and the Strokes and stuff, and we were like, this doesn't, this is really weird. And then somebody on Twitter pointed out to us that the U.S. runs and Canadian runs of the show had some different songs. Yeah. I... I which, you know, makes sense when you think about it because music rights are such a tricky thing. It's true. But yeah, no, that's wild. So we have to assume that the Radio Free Roscoe4.tripod.com list um, is accurate to the U.S. version. Um, the version that's on YouTube and the one that we're following is the Canadian version. So mm-hmm. there's there's some discrepancies. But according to their list, uh, My Pal Pronto features Pocket Rocket by Galore, We're the Cause of Everything by 10th Planet, the Words I Hear by Decibel Beats, Changed by the Planet Smashers. That's the ska for you. Yeah, Planet um, Smashers. National Anthem by National Anthem. And Good Enough by Kid Gib and The Rookie Year by Branson. 
we've we've t- I think we've talked about the Planet Smashers before, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because there was definitely a, a ska track that we we featured. Yeah, because I remember making the joke that if we ever saw them, we'd request that song. So now we have another song we can request. Just get them to play their whole RFR repertoire. Just the Planet Smashers. A lot of the songs on this website have been correct, and they're often like the super indie Canadian bands. So it's kind of cool that in the American run, they still had these super like indie yeah. bands from like Winnipeg and Hamilton yeah. and stuff like that. And and like kind of consistency, like you know, we've seen the Planet Smashers before. We've seen Knacker a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, Pocket Rocket by Galore was featured in a different episode. Like there's there's kind of like consistency in that regard, and it makes it feel more cohesive in general. Yeah. Through a line of ska throughout the episodes is what really pulls the whole show together. Radio for Roscoe is all about ska. So I think that brings us about to the end of our podcast. Sam, is there anything that you would like to promote that you have upcoming? Okay, so I would like to promote, I have a comedy show that I do in Toronto. It is called The Positivity Hour. And it's the last Wednesday of every month at Comedy Bar. Did I say that already? It's at Comedy Bar. And my Instagram is... My name at Samantha Weiss, W-Y-S-S, and my Twitter is Samantha underscore Weiss. I would also like to promote the general idea that my cat's name is Lily, and there is a Lily in Radio Free Roscoe. Wild. Okay. (laughs) We're very Lily positive and very cat positive on this podcast, so that's like perfect for our market. Sam is very funny. We all got to meet when we were at western together doing sketch comedy and having a great time and yeah now she's in toronto doing the cool toronto thing so give sam a follow she's very funny and very cool and we're really glad that she could join us for this podcast thank you sam thank you so much bye you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast Free Roscoe or on Twitter at Pod Free Roscoe. If you would like to be featured on the air, you can send us a voice clip to our Gmail at podcastfreeroscoe at gmail.com. And again, thanks again, Sam, for joining us. This was super fun. So for now, this is Podcast Free Roscoe signing off. Yeah.